Chance time. Chance time. Nice. This is Chance Time, a podcast about video games. It's generic. Which one? The <laughs> games or the podcast? You'll probably decide later after <laughs> you listen to this episode. This is Curtis only Lowe. generic. Oh. Only generic video games for That's me, right. please. Only generic. Um, I'm Curtis Lowe. I am hosting this episode, and with me is Paul Bills. Hello, I am on this episode as well. And not on this episode is Ryan Speakman. He's not here. Hi, not Ryan. But Steve is here. Right, Steve? Cool. Uh, I thought I thought that'd be the one. I thought, I so thought he'd <laughs> I thought so. All right. Well we were gonna record this episode and hopefully everything goes smoothly. Um but we don't need to worry about that. Paul, how are you? Just great. How are you, Curtis? I'm good. I'm stressed about something I don't need to stress about, which I'll talk about later a little bit more. Oh, so exciting. Um, it's a very much a first world problem. Um, best yeah. kind of problems. Best. <laughs> it is, it is a, you know, it's nice to have a problem that's not really. Yeah, a big I guess problem. that is kind of like, true. Yeah. You know, it's not really that big of a deal. I said that without really it. thinking about it, you know, but it could be worse. But yeah, it is kind of yeah, it is the best kind of problem. Yeah, should, should the I joke just, turned out to be true. Should I just jump into it? Yeah, yeah, do it. Mark, wait, what's his name? Mike Zuckerberg? No, Mike Struckerberg. Mike, oh gosh, Mike he's Zuckerberg. gonna fire me. Uh, I'm gonna get fired. Uh, well, we'll edit uh, that. This will be the one edit we make in Chance Time. Just as uh, it's great working with you, Curtis. We had a long, we had a good run. It's okay. We'll edit. This it. is the end of Chance Time. Goodbye. Steve, Steve will take my spot full time. <laughs> just kidding. He's been here full time all the time. Um, yeah. I'll go first since I already hinted at it. Um, I have started to look to into upgrading my computer. Oh, an important day in everyone's life. Yeah, it's been stressful. Because at first I was like, yeah, let's just get a new graphics card. That'll be fun. And I found a couple I was really interested in. Prices seem pretty good these days. It was a, I found a, it was an AMD 6600, I think, which can handle 1080p just fine. And it was like 220 bucks on sale. So that wasn't too bad. Then I found... A slightly better one that was like 50 extra bucks i'm like oh that's that's pretty good so i was just i was gonna go for that um then i decided I to research it a little bit more and realized that my processor is very old i think it's about mm-hmm. 11 years old <laughs> and it is bottlenecking that's my current graphics card pretty bad already and potentially your podcast recording, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, my other kid just woke up. Uh, hello, child. Do you want to say hi? You just want to go back to bed. Yes, oh. Okay. Um, well... I can start doing my one thing, I guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I, can, I can monologue. Okay. That's what, that's what the people want. The people have been begging for a Paul monologue since Paul we started monologue. this. Here we go. 
Okay. Well, I'll let you monologue, and then I'll come okay. back for a recap. Okay. Be right back. Bye. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the stream. This is your boy, Pubbles. Uh, today, we're playing nothing. We're playing podcast recording. Uh, I guess I'll go into what my one thing is. Um, my one thing is about Netflix. I'm sure you guys have heard of Netflix. Um, they finally cracked down on password sharing, which is its own interesting discussion topic, kind of outside of the scope of this podcast. But let me know what you think of Netflix's crackdown on password sharing uh, at chance time at chance time podcast at gmail.com or join the Discord and let me know. But I'm also curious if password sharing will be um, if this crackdown on password sharing is going to spread to other companies, like are other people going to be like, hey, Netflix did it and they increased their subscriber count. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do that, too. Um, my prediction is yes, pretty quickly. Other services will crack down on password sharing unless it backfires and a bunch of people like flock to the other streaming services because they don't crack down on password sharing. I don't know how you judge that. Like what data do you look at to definitively say they subscribe to us because we don't crack down on password sharing? I guess surveys could tell you that, but that's really it, right? Anyway, password sharing crackdown happened. I used to use my parents' Netflix like a true millennial, uh, but all our devices got signed out. Thank you, Netflix. But, I mean, I was just going to ignore it. I was just going to say, okay, buy Netflix. We have a million other streaming services anyway. But the night before we got kicked off, literally the night before we got kicked off, my wife and I started watching a show that Ryan, I think, mentioned on the podcast. I think that was during recording and not before. But the show is Lockwood & Co. And I got to tell you guys, this is... I'm really excited about this show. You know, Ryan said he liked it. Yeah, he did talk about it because we're talking about critics and stuff. Um, Ryan said he liked it. But I think, if anything, he undersold it. Like, this show is extremely cool. Um, so we watched one episode of it, and then all our, net, all our devices got signed out on Netflix because that was, like, the cutoff for uh, password sharing for Netflix. Um, I think the way they're doing it is all of your devices that you're signed in on have to be on the same Wi-Fi network. And so they, like, determine your home Wi-Fi network. And then um, if you don't sign in on that network, like, at least once a month or something like that, it just it signs out every other device that's not on the home network. So I think that's how it works. Um, so we got kicked off, and I was just so excited to keep watching Lockwood & Co. Um, that. 
I, we couldn't wait. So we gave in, we subscribed, you know, Netflix plan is working. We now pay for our own Netflix. Congrats, Netflix. You got a subscriber. Um, but my one thing, we're finally getting to the point here. My one thing is that because I'm a Netflix subscriber myself now, I can subscribe. I can try the Netflix games. So we've mentioned Netflix attempts at like mobile gaming several times here on the podcast. Um, but I've never, I probably could have before just used my mom's login, but something about that felt like going too far or like it would just annoy her with login requests and stuff. I don't know. It just didn't seem like I should do that on someone else's account. Um, so I didn't do it. But now I, I have my very own Netflix. And so I have my very own Netflix games I can play. And let me tell you that there's something about um, the combination of streaming content and game subscription that feels better to me than subscribing to like uh, Apple Arcade or what is Google? I don't remember what Google calls theirs. Um, Google has some name for for their. I think it's Play Pass. I think that's it. You talking about uh, Xbox Games Pass right now? No, I'm talking about Google's mobile game oh. subscription. Uh, I think it's called Play Pass. Sounds right. But anyway, so subscribing to Netflix and getting Netflix games like as a bonus side thing feels better to me than I'm on my phone and I pay a whole other subscription just for games. Like I'm excited that now that I have subscribed to my own Netflix, I get my own um to get Netflix games. It just feels like that's not what I paid for, but I get it anyway. Whereas if I like paid for Play Pass specifically, it feels like I don't use this enough to justify this cost. So there is something to that psychology that that gives Netflix a selling point here in my mind. Um, but that being said, Netflix does not have, I wouldn't call any of the games they have like the killer app. Like there's no game in the library that I've found that feels like people might subscribe to Netflix just for this game. None of them feel that way to me yet. Mm. Um, it's also like, it kind of, it does eat. It's kind of weird how to get to the games. Like, because they're just separate apps. But like, there's a section in the Netflix app that like gives you a list of their games. And but then you like tap on it and then it like opens the Play Store. <coughs> and then you just go download the separate app. I don't know. It just there's not like a and so my instinct was just, I'll just search on the Play Store, but then I'm not sure I'm getting the full list yeah. of the Netflix apps. I did just search Netflix games, and there's a pretty big list here. 
Yeah, oh, there's tons. I, 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 yeah, I also don't know but, if this is the full list or not. <clears throat> yeah, and, like, there's some cool games in there. Did you know Shredder's Revenge is on here? Yeah, but, like, does that work as a mobile game? I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, the coolest games on the list, I'm instantly skeptical if they'd even play well on mobile. Like, Into the Breach, does that play well on mobile? It's on there. Moonlighter. On there. Into the Breach yeah. would probably play just fine. That's just a, that's a strategy game, turn-based. Right. So, but that wouldn't be it's also would it just be too tiny on the screen? There's a lot of information from what I remember. Um, That's a good point. Kentucky Route Zero is on there. Yeah, this yeah. isn't the whole list because I don't see... Uh... Oh, there's Into the Breach. What was the one? We've talked about it um, here before. The, the I, I one. Oh, yeah. What is that called? I don't remember what it's called. But I, I can see the logo uh, in my mind. Yeah. You blink, and then time moves, or you blink, or whatever. Yeah. I like, like, I guess that... Before your eyes? Is that what it is? Yes, that sounds right. Maybe I don't have that installed. Maybe it's not there anymore. Oh, no, I still got it installed on my phone. I just haven't ever opened it. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah, so none of them feel like, like, oh, man, this is the game. They all feel like, oh, cool. I have access to that now. Yeah. But I also don't know, like, what would it take? What would be the game that I'd be like, I am so happy I'm a Netflix subscriber because I have access to blank uh, on my phone. Yeah. What would that look like? I wonder. I, I don't. Yeah. So I did try the one I, the, I've tried so far is called Poin P. I think that's how you pronounce it. P-O-I-N-P-Y. Have you heard of this one? Um, I have heard of that. I don't remember what it is, but I did install it. And I yeah. Did, again, did you ever play Downwell? Yeah, I love Downwell. Downwell's great. It's, it's from the creators of Downwell, okay. but it's like reverse. You're going up, and it's like bright and colorful and happy. Nice. I'm going to have to try it. It's basically you have to collect fruit to make juice for a monster that is chasing you upward and trying to eat you. And if you don't make the juice it wants, it eats you. No. <laughs> so it's this it's like a weird mix of like platformer, but like like, it's not exactly a precision platformer, and it's not like an action platformer. It's like um, you pull down on your guy, and it gives you, like, where you're going to go when you let go. You know, so it's kind of like when you play a pool game on mobile or something. Mm -hmm. So you, like, pull back, and it has, like, the line showing you this is where it's going to go when you let go. It's kind of like that, like a platformer. Like, not turn-based, but, like, step-by-step -step platformer like that. Um, but the twist is there's a timer running, and you have to get the right combination of berries before the timer runs out, or you anger the monster, and it eats you. So 
So it's kind of like weird. You can like plan out your jumps, but at the same time, you have to be quick and you have to take the right path to get the stuff that the monster wants or you lose. So there's just like a lot to juggle. And I was not very good at it in my early attempts. Um, and there is like some kind of progression system, but I can't really tell what you're working toward. Like there's this, there's a currency and that currency does something, but I can't figure out what. <laughs> um, it just seems like you have to grind a lot. So like there's no ads, which is cool. There's no in-game like microtransactions. But it also feels like the progression is too, like the progression still feels like a mobile game. Like it feels that slow where it's like, you know, so it feels like this is so slow that it would make me want to buy something, but there's no option to buy something. So instead it just feels bad and <laughs> like I'm not getting anything. Um, so that's kind of, and from what I've read and seen, that's kind of the problem with the Netflix games is yeah. they're usually just free to play stuff that they're just like, just, just take out the transactions and, and we'll put it as a Netflix game. Um, but it's still like the same setup. So it's, yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like they haven't, they haven't figured it out quite yet. I feel like they just don't promote it either. Yeah, that's the other thing. It like... feels like a pretty big game to have on there, honestly. But yeah. I had no idea about it until I just randomly looked up. Yes, yeah, so I don't really know like what the strategy is. Like they're obviously paying money to like because Shredder's Revenge is mobile exclusive, right? Like you can't play Shredder's Revenge on mobile without Netflix, and so they obviously they obviously paid for that privilege, but then they're not like telling people about it. Yeah, That's it's a weird, so weird mix. Yeah. So it's like, what is the the point like they just want you to feel good when you're already a subscriber like hey i get this bonus yeah like but they're not perk. like use yeah but they're not like using it to get subscribers i don't get the business strategy yeah, here either i feel like if they promoted it more or maybe just like launched a netflix mobile games app you know, so you have like your Netflix yeah. app that has all your shows and then like a Netflix games app and you pop that open and then it has all the games that you right. and play and they're just all there in front of you instead of having to like search through the weird like corner, like dark corner of the actual Netflix app or yeah, Google Netflix games on the Google Play Store because who's doing that, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. It feels weird because I feel like it's a good idea and it's a good thing they got going, but they just don't, they're not really capitalizing. Yeah, on it. that's strange to me. And if feels they really like... wanted to, I imagine if they did this with like PC games too, and like oh yeah, had a Netflix launcher and like oh you just you got your Netflix account, you're sign in to your Netflix launcher on your PC, and you can just download and play the games from here. Like 
you could easily branch into like an Xbox Games Pass competitor if they had money for it, I guess. I don't know what games they put on there. That's the problem there, but right. I don't know. It's wild. I feel like they have a really good idea and they're just not doing anything with it. Yeah, exactly. So that's my experience so far. Nice. But yeah, it's kind of a weird combo. It feels like a perk because it, it's not what I'm paying for. It's a bonus, but then it yeah. doesn't it doesn't really like follow through with that feeling, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm not really going to spend a ton of time playing any of these games. So, but then like, I'm not mad cause I didn't pay for this, you know? <laughs> so eventually if they do figure it out, I guess it'll be a nice bonus. Like, and I'm going to try a few of these little games. I was really excited cause I was like, Oh, I hate that my kids play these games with just ridiculous numbers of ads. Yeah, that's annoying. Because the, the dumbest games that the kids love the most are also the ones that are like every two taps and then you get a 30 second ad and they just take it. They're just like, yeah, but the game is cool. So I was like, <laughs> oh, Netflix, no ads, no microtransactions, whole library of games, but there's not a lot that like they would be into, you know, like it, it's like there's not like kids specific stuff. I feel like they should really lean hard into that. Yeah. Just, just like Netflix has, they have a whole, a lot section. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole, like they're really good at kids content. Actually, they should do that with their games. And I feel like that would be a huge benefit for parents because mobile games for kids are a freaking nightmare. Um, they just they move between games so fast. They don't care how many ads there are. They like the like. It almost seems like the lower the production value, the more appealing it is to children. I don't get that at all. But <laughs> well, as it's long true as for it's you. like uh, bright and colorful, they're cool with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Immortality is on here. Do you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah. How does like how does that play on mobile? Also. Isn't there some not safe for work content in there that uh, maybe I don't know? Yeah, I'd be like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into this. But yeah, so there's a lot on there to explore, and I'm glad I have it, and I'll keep poking around. But yeah. kind of a weird, weird mixed bag right now. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Well, maybe someone over at Netflix will listen to this podcast. And we're like, wow, we could be doing so much more with this. You know what Netflix should do? They should give you Marvel Snap Gold for free Whoa. every month or whatever. <laughs> That'd be worth it. There you go. There's my idea. Netflix executive listening to our podcast. Yeah, there you go. They do have a few on here. Like, there's a SpongeBob one. I saw a Hello Kitty game. Yeah, there's also like a Look and Find one. Friends. That, like, maybe. Yeah, so like they might have some on here. It's just like. Yeah, but, but it's like, the... have, like. Hello Kitty's literally next to Immortality, which is right. funny to me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a good point. It's not like sorted. Yeah. It's, it... It gives so, you, you like know, a genre, but it doesn't. I don't know if I'd want to just let my kids go wild on here and click on that because they probably see that lady and be like, oh, she's pretty. Let's click on that. And then, like, oh. 
can go south really quickly. Yeah. Hey, kids. Yeah. Oh, and 12 minutes is on here. Isn't that the. Yeah. Yep. Also, not a game I want my kid to stumble into. I don't know if you remember this one. Yeah, no, totally. It's like. Yeah. Mm, it's uh, fun. It's got a Daisy Ridley, right? Yeah, and James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, like this random weird indie game that got like a bigger cast than yeah. most movies. <laughs> I guess what you could do though is just install games that you're okay with your kid playing, and then have them like in a folder on your phone. Right. And then they don't have to see immortality or anything. Or too hot but, to handle. Love is a game. I mean, that's the first one I installed. <laughs> this looks like the really crappy mobile ads where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's make like, your Mary choice, her, murder her, yeah, make your choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. they're, they're looking for that. Just like that. That's really funny. Part of me wants to try oh. it just to know. That's what the people want, you know? That's what they see succeeding on mobile. So they're like, make us this. It's probably like one of the most played games on here, though, honestly. It was. I think it was the first one that popped up when I like went into that section. So they're at least promoting it the most. Yeah. And I do see tons and tons of ads for games exactly like that. So maybe they are successful. Yeah. Ooh, and they have solitaire, just solitaire. Yeah, they have just kind of like the like Windows PC basic pack. They have like yeah. solitaire and like, like a brick breaker. Like, oh, do- yeah. it's like Domino's Cafe. Oh, okay. There's a little theme yeah. or something going on here, but this is just solitaire, like nothing else. Yeah, that's funny to me. Got to have the basics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember sitting in some classes in college. Having a hard time focusing and playing solitaire on my iPod Nano. So. Oh yeah, games on the it's iPod Nano. Yeah, that was truly a unique genre that had high impact for a short amount of time. <laughs> for about six months, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but most people our age played those games one way or another. Yeah, it's true. Well, um, that's it. That's my one thing. Shall I finish my tale of woe? It's not woe. Yes. Um, basically, I am not going to get a new graphics card because my processor is just really old. Oh, twist ending. Yeah, it's too old. So it's bottlenecking the graphics card I do have now. And It's funny to think about. I found a decent processor, but the problem is like everything is so old that I'd have to get a new motherboard with it and new RAM with it. So I'd have to upgrade three things in order to make a processor upgrade. So it's like, do I want to do that? Sounds like yeah, you know, because I got a Steam Deck for Christmas, and I have a Switch. It's not like I have nothing to play, you know. It's like not really a big need it'd just be nice to get some more frames in some of the games i play with friends on my computer you know because i don't play any multiplayer games on my steam deck with anyone because i just yeah i don't know it's not what it's for 
it doesn't feel like it. And even the ones that I would want to play, like League of Legends, can't play it on there. Uh, Grounded is one that we've played a little bit, but the online doesn't work on Steam Deck. Like, so there's a few of them like that. Where it's just like, I don't even, I can't even play it on my Steam Deck. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be nice to get a new processor and it'd make my computer faster. That'd be a plus. The RAM would definitely be better. That would be a plus. So, I mean, it'd be nice overall. Right now, it takes a solid 30 seconds for the League of Legends client to load, sometimes a minute or more. After when I finish a game, it just like gets frozen. And the so League of Legends client seems to oh, to take yeah. more than it needs. It's, it's on almost yeah on almost every computer I've played League of Legends on. It's been like uncomfortable, like how long it takes for that thing to do its thing. Yeah, but like I've had times where oh, like the match find thing it pops up, it's match is found, hit accept, and then like the thing. Sometimes I've had it to where I barely have time to click the accept button before the whole thing loads. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just sometimes it's really bad. So, and like, yeah, I kind of stopped playing Halo Infinite online because the frames weren't great. I don't, it was, mm-hmm. it never felt like it was a solid 30s frames, which is hard in a shooter, honestly. Right. Um, so, but I mean, I don't play that game very much anymore. Maybe I would. I don't know. It's hard to say. So it's like, is it worth it? I don't know. But Let us know in the Discord yeah. if you think Curtis should upgrade his computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Is it feels like PC gaming is more expensive, which it is. But at the same time, it's not like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of rigs and builds that are like over a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, you know. It's, uh-huh. it's funny to look at that one graphics card that was two hundred and twenty dollars. And a lot of reviews are like, Yeah, it's just it's not great. You can only get sixty frames, ten eighty P. I'm like, that's well, all my monitor is like, <laughs> I don't. That's, you know? that's the dream. Or yeah. like, and they'll show games like, Yeah, this is only getting one hundred and forty frames in ten eighty P. Like <laughs> only. So I feel like a yeah. lot of people, like a lot of reviewers, at least for graphics cards and stuff, was like, "Man, it's ray tracing is not great on this graphics card." I'm like, I don't care about ray tracing, honestly. Like, lighting's pretty dang good without ray tracing. Ray tracing's yeah. cool and fancy, but it's not a necessity, like you're making it out to be. So. Yeah, the amount of money you can spend past what I consider the point of diminishing returns is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. You can go really overboard. Yeah. Where it's like, to do everything I want to do, I can spend $600, $700. But I could, if I wanted to, spend five thousand <laughs> easy <laughs> and it's like and like more. i can't even yeah i can't even really tell what all that extra money got me <laughs> you can get yeah, an ultra really wide 4k monitor with yeah. a 240 refresh rate with a one millisecond input lag or whatever input delay <laughs> have you seen the monitor that's the ultra wide one like that but it's vertical no, it's so it's just wild. 
extra tall. Yeah, and it's curved, so it like goes up. So I... It's basically three stacked monitors on top of each other, but this one big one. It's ridiculous. That's what the, that's what the people need. <laughs> you pair that up with another ultra wide on the side. You can have a big just. You could essentially make a big square of monitors. Uh, it does crack me up. And if you don't have that, you're not a real gamer. Not a real gamer. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. I have a processor and motherboard and RAM all picked out. Um, we'll just see if I decide that if I really do want to upgrade it or not. Because again, it's not like I really need to. It's just more of a want, you know. We'll see. This is how I don't is, know how you the buy. Want is strong. It is strong. I don't know how you buy technology and whatnot, but I tend to do a lot of research, probably too much, and then I make a decision, and then I put it in a shopping cart, and then I leave it there for a month. Maybe not a month, but <laughs> at least a long time. Where I'm like, yeah, this is the one I would get. I'm going to think about it and then <laughs> like just think about it for a while. Yeah. Which sometimes helps because sometimes I end up not doing it. I don't do the shopping cart step, but basically everything else you described and yeah. including the like waiting and thinking and, but then sometimes it's, it's just the reckless, like it breaks through and I just buy it Yeah. And buy it fast. Yeah. I usually do the shopping cart thing if it's like like the processor is like is it was it the Ryzen fifty six hundred or fifty six hundred G or fifty six hundred X I don't remember <laughs> and it's like you know it gets to that point where it's like they're all different products but there's like a different vowel or something on it <laughs> yeah but Just PC the, part like... picker helps so I'm like I have a build yeah. I have it saved now I can go back to that if I need to so I have always been frustrated by like the purposeful confusingness yeah. of PC stuff. Yeah. The process thing gets me more honestly because it's so easy. I feel like it's so easy to find articles and reviews and all this discussion about graphics cards. You know, that's like what everyone talks about when you time to upgrade your computer. It's a graphics card, right? Right. So I just it kind of led me to believe, oh, if I just upgrade my graphics card, I'll get a bump in performance easy. And then I realized that's not the case because I'm already being bottlenecked on my current graphics card. The same thing is going to happen if I get a new one. I have to upgrade my processor. But and then yeah. it was weird to research processors because it's yeah, it's just not the same. I don't know. Processors are way more confusing to me than graphics cards. I guess. Well, uh, and it just seems like. Like, when you look at minimum requirements for a game, it says you need, like, this much whatever and this much whatever, right? Mm, yeah. But then, like, when you look at the products, they don't make it obvious, like, what the stats are that you're supposed to be looking for. Like, some, yeah. some graphics cards do not make it obvious, like, how, how much, how many gigabytes of graphics processing do they actually have? It's just, like, all their weird numbers. And I'm like... I just want to play this game. I need this much of all these numbers. Just tell me what what numbers you give me when I buy you. Yeah. And uh, and 
but it, it is hard because it depends because if you buy just a graphics card but it doesn't pair well with your process yeah they can't give you these numbers and then it's not gonna live up to those expectations due to someone right. else's product so it kind of makes sense well, yeah and then sometimes it just says like you need a, an i7 at least mm -hmm. uh, i guess i7 is a bad example but like like the amd ones don't seem as straightforward as yeah. like the higher number means better but then it's like but the lower number from the newer year is actually better than the higher number from the older year yep <laughs> man it, it gets confusing the real fast card does that too it was the 3060 i think has 12 gigabytes yeah. of vram but the 3060 ti which is a step above the 3060 only has 8 gigs of vram yeah. It's supposed to be better, oh, yeah. and I don't understand how exactly, but I'm sure there's a reason yeah. if I ask someone who's, you know, knowledgeable about all this, they'll just tell me. But, yeah, all right. I agree that you're looking at Steam, like, system requirements for games, it's, like, minimum and recommended, but, like, what, when I get recommended, is that just 1080p? Is that 4K? Like, what? Yeah. I never know. I have only found one game, and it was... Yeah, it's Resident Evil 2. I'm looking at it right now. And then it has system requirements minimum listed all. And then it says this game is expected to run at 1080p at 30 frames per second. I'm like, oh, so these specs will get me 1080p at 30 FPS. And then they recommend it as 1080p at 60 FPS. Like, oh, that's very helpful <laughs> to know this is the expectation, like expected outcome of these specs. Like, yeah, that's I don't nice. see a lot of games that do that. They're just like, hey, here's the here's some recommended things. I'm like, okay. Resident Evil 3 does it. Maybe it's the Capcom thing. Big guy Capcom. Give them the deets. Yeah. Interesting. Let's look at Resident Evil 4 if they have their specs out. They probably do. Yeah, they do estimated performance. Now look at like some random like JRPG by Capcom. See if it's a publisher thing or if it's Resident Evil. Publishers. Oh, they have a sale right now. Oh, score. Here we go. Monster Hunter Rise. To look at this game, not the pack. <clears throat> yeah, they have the same thing. Additional notes: 1080p, 30 frames per second. When graphics are set to low. Well, you heard it here. Although this Could game I wouldn't stress out. about because it runs on Switch. So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Capcom. Yeah. If you got Capcom, get the, Capcom. the chance time thumbs up of the week. Yeah. Which is a thing we've done for years. Don't 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 question it. For his, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another Yeah, never mind. Never mind. There's just not a lot of games like single player games. I'm like I need a better pc to play it you know yeah and maybe this is a whole different this would actually be a fun topic for an episode but like this the current state of like the ps5 and the new xbox like because it's we're almost three years into this generation and i haven't really seen a game that I'm like yep i need one of those so i can play that you know very true so it feels kind of weird 
it's not seem like we've properly started the generation yeah. still. The only one is uh, that I've been wanting to play is Returnal. But that's out on PC now, too. I was going to say, not it does my, have ridiculous... Not that my... It does have... Yeah, I was going to say, it has ridiculous <laughs> requirements. Yeah. I'd have to upgrade my processor and graphics card for that. But, like, the one graphics card I was looking at that's 200, like, 220 bucks would run it. Assuming you have a good processor to go with it. Right. So. It's got to have the support system. Yeah. Anyway, PC gaming is cool. It's fun to build computers. But, like, do you really need to? I don't know. That's a question for yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question that I grapple with every day. Um, <laughs> but let's jump into our actual topic that is not PC gaming. Although I guess it's on PC, so maybe it's PC gaming. Um, this is the really episode. I'm excited. I'm very curious if anyone in the Chance Time community like, has played Marvel Snap PC. I've, more I've been than meaning once. to play it on my Steam Deck just just cause uh, I haven't or on my PC. I just, I just, it sounds like kind of a fun thing to do for some reason. Yeah. Like I tried it once on PC just to try it and then never, I've never felt the need to go back. Yeah. How many, that's only three gigs. That's not too big to install. Maybe I'll do it sometime. I could get so many frames on it on PC. The true, the the true experience is on PC for Marvel Snap. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can only get it to like 60 frames on my phone, which is frustrating because I have a nicer screen that my work paid for. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about Marvel Snap specs. We just want to review <laughs> it because it's a game that we've been playing a lot and everyone that listens to this podcast basically plays it. Um, Ryan plays it, but not as much anymore, he says. So... So he said we yeah, should talk about it. There's the endorsement it. from him. Yep. He's like, I don't need to talk about it. Um, uh, but where, where to start? Um, are you still playing it pretty regularly? Uh, yes, but not, not with the same level of like uh, ambition, I guess I'll say. Like, mm, yeah. I, I play it. I'm not trying to rank up, I'm not trying to. I'm not grinding all the missions like I was at first. So it's just kind of like it's settled into like its original design of like, I have two minutes and I want to do something engaging, but not it. Like I don't have enough time to really deep dive, but I want to feel like I did something meaningful and Marvel Snap just answers that need so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really great yeah. how quick it goes. Because, um, yeah. what, three, five minutes a game? Yeah. In the ballpark. And it's over quick, so that's nice. It's not like a 20-minute endeavor that you're sitting there on your phone for. Um it's nice and like it has enough strategy and depth to it that you can sit here and think about your decks and what you want to do, what combos you can pull off on it, wind conditions, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, yeah, but then it's, it's there's perfectly only trimmed. Yeah, there's only twelve cards in your to, deck. <laughs> yeah, to feel meaningful, but not over like just enough to feel meaningful and nothing more. Like it's it's very well tuned for that like objective of feel like you had a meaningful strategy experience in the absolute minimum time possible. It, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's deep enough to make it meaningful, like you said, but not too deep to where you end up spending so much time, you know, getting a deck put together. That's what I really like about it. It's 12 cards. I can manage that. I can think that through, you know, and right. it's easy to predict, oh, there's a good chance I'm going to get this card, which synergizes with this card. And it's easier to, predict what combos you'll be able to actually pull off with that small of a deck, which I think is really great. Um, um, so I guess I'll do a really brief, before we get too deep into it, a really brief just like synopsis, I guess, about how the game plays. I'll make sure. it really brief, though, because I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this already knows how this game works. Yes. But basically, you have a deck of 12 cards, and there's three locations on the board, and each turn, whatever number turn that is, that's how much energy you have to play. So turn one, you have one energy. Up to turn six, you have six energy. Um, and each turn you play your card, they all have a power level, I guess is what you'd call it. And you have to win at least two locations with your combined power level for those locations, and you win the match if you do that. Um, <clears throat> On turn one, the first locations are revealed. Second turns, lo second locations are revealed, and third to the third, and it that gives it a good amount of randomness to it too, um, because the different locations have different effects, um, which can be fun. Sometimes it really synergizes with the deck you're playing. Sometimes it doesn't, which can it be frustrating. Really, really doesn't. But <laughs> luckily, as we mentioned, the games are very short, so. You can just you can also retreat if you're like oh this isn't gonna go well I can just leave <laughs> and you know you're not really losing much doing that um, yeah so that's the I guess the basic oh and the the snapping the why it's called snap mechanic which I kind of forget to mess with a lot um, but basically you're playing for cubes and if you win you win two cubes if you lose you lose two cubes but you can snap which doubles it and so if then if you win you get four if you lose you lose four but if you snap or they snap if you both players snap then the cube count goes up to eight and then if you retreat at that point you lose more cubes so it's kind of like a you can use it as like a bluffing mechanic too which i always i never think about doing that i don't know if you do um I definitely do not bluff, and I, most of the time, even if I am winning, I forget to snap. Yeah, like even if I'm I sure I'm gonna too. win, I have a lot of times but, where I play, do my last play. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna win it for me, and then I'm like, oh, I should snap, and then I start hitting the button, uh, but it's too late, you know. <laughs> yeah, I that's also, what usually happens to me. There's something very satisfying about winning when they've snapped and you haven't. Yeah. To that, that almost to me psychologically is better than both snapping and winning. Because yeah. it's like, you were cocky, I wasn't, and then I still beat you. I don't know. Yeah, I had a game, I think I put it in our Discord, 
where I was set I was playing a move deck and I was setting up the classic uh multiple man with Hulkbuster. And mm. like turn turn three, I think that's the only card I had out was a buffed multiple man and then they played Gambit and took him out. So then my board was empty and they snapped and I was like, okay, that's a good play. But then they spammed the stupid Ms. Marvel emote like five times in a row. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so then I played it through and I beat him and then I spammed the emote back at him because I was really annoyed by that. Um, or Miss Marvel. You deserve Ms. better Marvel. than being She's such the a mean positive emoji. character and everyone uses her in such a negative manner. Um, but yeah, I had a question I was going to ask you and I forgot. Um, so what's your, uh, what's your favorite deck to play? Uh, so right now my favorite deck to play is entirely thematic. Um, it has no like real combo. It's purely, purely related to the comic lore. Um, and it, it's a deck that I made that I call girl power. And I also kind of, so I put it together because I've been reading Captain Marvel comics, but also because it's uh, Women's History Month. So I wanted a deck of, of all female characters. Um, but the core three that I started with in the deck are Captain Marvel, Spider-Woman, and She-Hulk. Because in the comics, those three are friends. And I wanted them to be in a deck together and be friends. And they don't super synergize. And actually, most of the time, you kind of have to pick one or two. And it's very, very rare that you're able to actually play all three of them. But uh, this deck has done surprisingly well. I think it has like well over a 50% win rate. I mean, I'm playing it at low ranks with it because I don't play enough to to grind up. But yeah, doing surprisingly well. Uh, and it's very fun to like see characters that are like best friends in quote unquote real life, according to comics. Mm-hmm. be best friends in the game and help each other out. And there's something satisfying about that to me. So I keep playing that deck. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's my deck that I think I've been playing it for a few weeks now. And it's been it's been great. Nice. My fr- what's your, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm currently sure doing a, a destruction, destroy deck, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause I bought into the season pass this month with Nimrod, which that's another fun thing about this game is there's a lot of characters in Marvel comics that I don't know anything about like Nimrod. And I think it's funny that his name is Nimrod. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a, a biblical King or something, but no, it's, or an it's insult. a <laughs> like I've heard yeah. an insult more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the biblical King like spiel that they're going for um yeah there's a lot of characters that i've seen in the game that i don't know anything about which is kind of fun to see like nimrod yeah Arrow, blue marvel was a big one that like when you start playing this game he's a pretty good card right um, there's a lot of them like that 
but <clears throat> uh, I like playing this yeah, deck. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say they have started doing like explainers on like Marvel's website. Oh, really? So for like, yeah, for cards that are popular, they've started doing like who is I think they did one on White Tiger. Like who is White Tiger? Hear the origin of or read the origin of the popular card. That's cool. Um, yeah, which I thought immediately when they started this game that like they they need to like take advantage of this because people are gonna start caring about characters they never would have cared about just because they're powerful in the game. So I'm glad they're like yeah. trying to um combine that. I think they're in the like news section of the game itself too that's awesome not that there's not really any reason to go to the new section of the game but yeah if you ever go there i think they are there oh they have one about the days of future past too like the yeah and stuff that's cool um yeah that's cool they do that i do know they have a it's one of the other cards that I think I've heard about it is the Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. I don't know anything oh, yeah, yeah. about them, but I've heard of them. And now they have a, a Disney Plus show, I think, coming out. It might be out That's already. A, it's a good show. I've been meaning my to show that to my it. kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually really like it. Nice. I'm going to show my kids now and make them watch it with me. Um, but yeah, uh, the deck I've been yeah, playing right now is the Nimrod one. And... The most fun I have with it is just buffing him up as much as I can. I use like Forge and uh, what's the from Wakanda Nakia um, oh. to try to buff him and then, mm -hmm. and then destroy him with Arnim Zola, ideally, because then you end up with uh, four Nimrods because he destroys it. So Nimrod makes copies and then Arnim Zola makes copies of the Nimrod. So then you get four of them. It's kind of fun. I do think it's unfortunate that it seems like villains have more fun abilities than heroes. Just True. kind of across yeah. the board. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like Magneto, Dr. Octopus. Uh, yeah, Dr. Octopus is death. fun. He can really screw you over, but it's fun that yeah. it works out well for you. Yeah, death, null. Uh, there's just so many like red skull typhoid mary like there's so many that are like more fun to play that are bad guys <laughs> yeah uh, that's true the only one i played a lot with was like odin yeah i guess yeah he's he's a staple and like he's a good you one. mentioned blue mar blue marvel's a, a staple but yeah. like an early staple i don't see people playing blue marvel as much now i guess yeah, he's still really. in my my patriot deck that was my favorite deck for a long time, was my Patriot deck. And that's pretty much all heroes. Yeah. Um, and my girl Super power deck that I play Onslaught. with now is all heroes. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say about Onslaught? Unless you put Onslaught in. I, he's a bad guy, right? I don't actually know much about yes. him. Yes. He, he, like sure. <laughs> he looks like a bad guy, yeah. You can just look at him and be like, nah, yeah, he's not going to help anyone out. Um. I did just have a game before we started recording against the Patriot deck, which I snapped very early in because it was a central park. So they got squirrels everywhere. Then they played squirrel girl. I was like, Oh, I know exactly what you're doing right now. 
Uh-huh. And then once I got Killmonger in my hand, I immediately snapped. <laughs> and then they snapped back. And they had a good play. Like, they had all the locations won. And then I threw down Killmonger on turn six. I waited till the very end <laughs> and just wiped, like, the whole board. It was really funny. So that brings up a question. Do you think the game is too turn six, like, dependent? Like, is it too easy to totally swing the game in turn six? Or do you think it's a good balance and and makes for an exciting end? I think it's a good balance. The one play that really, really bothers me, um, because for the most part, if you really want to, and I have a deck like this where it's just um, countering things, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can stop people from destroying their cards or... You know, Cosmo is the best boy. He's a great dog. Yes. And he'll stop any on reveal effects, which helps a lot. And so you can build a deck that just counters everything. The only card that I really, really hate, and I see a lot of it, is Dracula. Because I don't know of a counter for him. Because that is a turn six that seems really cheap in terms of, I think it's unfair. And (laughs) it's... Yeah. low cost too because you throw them out there and, and then you just see them throwing out all of these cards discarding people stuff from their hand uh, so they start just just wrecking their apocalypse and he gets like 30 something and then they don't even have to play uh, the apocalypse dracula just takes them and discards them buffs them again and then he gets the buffed number which doesn't make sense to me <laughs> that's the only one where i'm like i just don't even want to play if i see dracula out there and then they start discarding a bunch of stuff or they put dracula out and then they throw out uh, uh, not Hella, um, Modoc. It's just like I don't even want to play <laughs> like this game with you because I already know what's gonna uh, happen, and there's no I don't, I don't have a way to stop it. Yeah, how exactly is Dracula worded? So it, you discard something at the end, and he takes the power, right? Yep, that's it. So it's not an on reveal effect, so you can't counter it that way. All right, um, you can't. I guess the only way you could really counter it is with like if you can add something to their hand and maybe he'll yeah, discard that's what that I was instead. Thinking. But I can't. I guess the Master like... card, which like just barely came out, could help with that. Right. But, or like uh, Rock Slide adds. Does he add it to the hand or to their deck? No, to the deck. So you have to do it earlier and just hope that. Yeah. But then if they play Modoc, there's a good chance that rocks just get discarded there i don't know oh yeah so that's yeah, my that, one problem that's... is that's like it just it's really hard to counter everything else feels like it can can be countered um and when it something like that does happen like i'm sure my killmonger play on that guy's army of squirrels was really frustrating for him but like that doesn't really happen to me a whole lot you know uh-huh. So it doesn't feel super unfair to where I'm like, oh, here, this play again that I can't do anything about, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh, what a, you know, because like that was a very specific, like, turn of events where like there's a central park, so right. squirrels are everywhere, and then they played Squirrel Girl, and then I already knew, and then they got, I think they had a, the, what's the, I always call it Lechuga, which is Lechugia. The one that adds rocks to your deck. Yeah. So then they started I, throwing out rocks and buffing those. 
And I was like, it's just really unfortunate that you're playing someone with a Killmonger <laughs> in this particular scenario. Yeah. Otherwise, your deck is like, you have a great play. So Yeah. And every game is so short that who cares? Yeah, exactly. I kind of it kind of always goes back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's really helpful because uh, imagine if you play like for twenty minutes, and the Dracula thing happens, and you don't have any way to stop it. Right. I would be so mad. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd play anymore. Which so. totally <laughs> happens in other card games. Yeah, I tried playing like... Hearthstone, and I just couldn't keep up with the meta. Yeah, it just wasn't funny. And so th this was going to be another question I wanted to approach with this topic today is, is how do you think Marvel Snap compares to other digital card games? Like, do you think it's the best digital card game? Is there a digital card game that you think is better? Do you think it um, shouldn't be compared to other digital card games because it's so different? Like, yeah. What do I you think, think it's about worth all comparing that? them? Um, but I think it's definitely you have to, you know, point out the how different it feels compared to other ones because yeah. it's you know a small deck, short game, that changes not just like the feel of it, but like the whole gameplay. I feel like too, and how right. like, the locations work and everything, like that makes a big difference on how it plays out. Um, but then at the same time, I don't know. I, don't, I just haven't played a lot of other digital card games. Hearthstone's the only one. I didn't get super into it because it was hard to keep up with the meta. And I don't know if that's because of how the game is played itself or like the monetization. I didn't want to buy a lot of card packs to get random cards, um, which is another thing that I want to talk about in a minute. But um, yes, definitely. I think that way, like, I don't know. I don't think it's as competitive competitive because of the randomness mm. to it you know yeah it's kind of yeah, like i have not like how you know like how professional smash players play with no items on certain stages right to take right. all the randomness out of it um but like if you play with a professional smash player on like the weirdest stage with all the items turned on they're probably still going to kick my butt right uh, right <laughs> even if i can get the best items off the stage like that's kind of feels like that but yeah, so the randomness uh, yeah. makes it less competitive and just more enjoyable that way. You don't have to take it as seriously. But if you want to and you want to grind and try to climb the ladder, you can. But I think that helps. I think the entry level is a lot lower. Yeah, and I wanted to point out we're five months into the life of Marvel Snap. And at least I have not seen the an actual like esports scene like there's plenty of content yeah, creators true. but i have not seen anyone attempt and like they released the um you can have a code and invite someone to your game so that tournaments are possible now yeah but i've seen that used mostly for just content creators to play each other and not for like Okay, this is it. This is the New York City regional tournament. You know, like I haven't, I haven't seen that or heard of that. But I also haven't looked very hard. I'm sure someone out there is trying it, but it's not like Snap Esports have exploded on Twitch. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I could see that. You know, I don't know. 
the way that it's monetized maybe doesn't help with that either. Because you yeah. can't just buy a bunch of random card packs and then get all the cards and then do whatever right. you want, you know? It's not really built in. So I don't I kind of wonder, I wonder if anyone's ever asked like the developers if they ever planned for esports and stuff because it doesn't feel like they did and I feel like that's intentional maybe. Yeah, it seems like Which isn't they're a bad kind thing. of against yeah they're like specifically designing some things like to not favor esports yeah and that's okay not everything has to be an esport i don't feel like <laughs> but yeah i yeah it doesn't have that competitiveness to it as much as something like hearthstone you know which i think yeah. is fine because if you want a deeper more competitive complex card game that's out there and marvel sap's not trying to be that and i think it's nice that way which makes me like it a lot more. And yeah, what did we say? Eight months now? Is it eight months? Five. Five months? Five. Like, I'm, five. Yeah, I didn't really expect to be playing it still at this point. I usually fall yeah. off pretty quick on these kinds of games, but just how it's built makes it easier to just just casually play, you know? Right. Which I really enjoy. So it'd be it'd be interesting to talk to someone who's more dedicated to climbing the ladder and everything and see how they feel about it. Someone who's playing yeah. like Hearthstone and Magic and everything. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's... I don't know. So, I mean, and all to answer your question specifically, for me personally, it's my favorite digital card game I've played. Just because of yeah. those reasons. I don't have the time and energy <clears throat> to really dig into building a big deck and getting all the cards that'll work best for it and everything. Like, it's just... Not something I'm really gonna do with my life right now, <laughs> right? So I just you know, yes, time and uh, energy. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just yeah, yeah. I have played a few digital card games. I'm trying to remember all the ones I've played. Like I'm like I'm not counting deck builders because then it would be a ridiculous number. But um, I've played Hearthstone. Legends of Runeterra, which is the League of Legends one. Ooh, I um, about that one. I meant to try that. I never did. Yeah, uh, I've played Soulforge, which was um, Richard Garfield, the creator of Magic the Gathering. He was somehow involved in that, but he's kind of involved in everything. His name is just attached to so many things because it's a powerful name. Um, but he was somehow involved in that. And then um, I never tried the the Dota 2 one. I think it was called Artifact. The, it, it just bombed, like, incredibly hard. Oh, yeah. I remember that happening now. Like, yeah, like crazy hard. Um, it bombed. It was really sad to see. Um, Would you I never tried the, it. What's the... Uh, one in The Witcher. Oh, Gwent? Yeah, didn't they make like an actual Gwent? Like They did. I did play that. So they made like a multiplayer standalone, and then they made like RPG spinoffs of the spinoff, and I tried one of those as well. So it was like back to single player. It was like a single player RPG, but the combat was Gwent. But it was based off the multiplayer version that was a spinoff of the single player version. Um, and actually, Marvel Snaps like just 
tower in three locations and you win if you win two locations that is the basic premise of Gwent like I don't know if they formally say like this is inspired by Gwent but that's I haven't heard of any other card games having like that specific premise um and so it, it seems like it was inspired by Gwent, but I don't know if it actually was. Yeah. Um, yes, I did play. I played a ton within The Witcher 3, and then I tried some of the like actual multiplayer version. So, yeah, I've played a lot. And I mean, Marvel Snap is the one I've stuck with by far the longest. Um, I've kind of gone back to Hearthstone and Runeterra a couple times, but yeah i didn't i didn't feel like at rune terra was incredibly generous so i could get the cards i wanted but i just didn't feel like i could come up with my own strategies that actually worked and so it just seemed like the whole point of the game was just go online and find what's the meta deck and just recreate it and yeah. I wasn't satisfied doing that. <laughs> but that, that was Hearthstone and Runeterra especially. It was like, if you're not just playing the decks, what's the point? Um, and I, I know that's true to a large extent with Marvel Snap too, but you can put your own twist on things without being punished actually as much as those other games. Which is weird because you have fewer cards, but it does feel that way to me that like you can, um, yeah, because there's I you can like take the basic idea that, and twist it, yeah, because yeah. you can do just like okay, here's my destroy deck, it's all about destroying cards, like done. But then there's a lot of like because I did that with the movement deck and I didn't like that one as much where I was just moving my cards around. But then I had another one when I started getting cards like Magneto and Arrow where you can start moving their stuff around and messing with them. And then suddenly yeah. it was a lot of fun. And then you can come up with ways to just, you know, there's ways to interact. Like I'd never really expected before with the Nimrod deck to like do a destruction deck where you're buffing cards. <laughs> but like that works with Nimrod and then it works really well with Deadpool too, where if you can... I can manage to get him like to power three before I destroy him for the first time. And I've gotten him pretty strong <laughs> if, if it plays out right. right, which is really fun. So like it's, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, despite the fact that the decks are so small, you're right. There's a lot of like wiggle room to make just kind of fun decks to mess with people or to, you know, there's a lot more synergy. I feel like sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, and because it's more straightforward, you don't have to like dedicate your whole life to it to figure out your own strategies that actually work, which I really appreciate. Yeah, you can play for like 30 minutes and be like, yep, this deck isn't working. <laughs> and then you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, well, do you care if we talk about monetization real quick? Because I think that's really interesting in terms of how this game is doing it yeah um can't talk about this game without talking about not even just monetization but progression yeah that too like do you think it's set up well 
with the progression with the what's it called the collector's level and the i guess bundles and variants that they do offer in their store do you think it's all fair and well done um i think they have pulled back from where they started i think they were pretty greedy early on (laughs) (laughs) and i think they've toned down the pricing I don't know that from pro bundle still in there. <laughs> yeah, but like that's fine. Whatever. It's the at the Peach bottom of the Momo- page now too. Yeah, the Peach Momoko bundle for um, the Mystique card. I was genuinely surprised when it was twenty dollars instead of fifty. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's where Sticky we started. That like the only options outside of the battle pass. It seemed like they were all like 35, 50 plus. And it was yeah. just like, this is ridiculous. Um, and then they do seem to have stuck to their guns about. So in interviews and stuff, they said that they wanted to design a game where people had different collections. They didn't want everyone to just rush to have every card and then the meta settles because everyone has every card and it's just like oh it, it's clear that this is the best deck or these five are the best decks you know and it is impressive that they've restrained themselves that they literally don't let you spend your way into a full collection like they there's only so many purchases you can make a day to speed up your collection um so even if you were dedicated to just giving them a bunch of money, you still you have to be pretty dedicated for a while to have like a full collection. Yeah. Um, which I do think helps. Like you don't know you know like what theme to expect within the first two turns, but you you can't be certain that like they are definitely running this particular combo because they might not have those cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps the game be interesting. Yeah. And you don't have to have the cards to make like a destruction. Right. Like I don't have, uh, like I barely, just barely today got destroyer, the destroyer. And my destroyed deck has been pretty, I mean, it hasn't been the best, but it's pretty solid. And I just barely got that one, which seems kind of like a staple or at least a staple back in the day when the game first started. And I yeah. like I still don't have venom, but like I've still been able to make things work with this whole buffing thing that I've been doing. Yeah. So I think so. Did a, I I really like what they've done with it personally. Yeah. So like I admire that, but at the same time, the progression, especially now five months in, just feels so slow. Like I'm I'm leveling up. And I'm getting things, but yeah, it doesn't feel good to level up, and all you get is credits to level up more. It's like I want a reward for leveling up. I don't want to just level up more. Yeah, that's the one I really don't like. Yeah, the titles definitely titles in general and games. It's like so many games have adopted that we're gonna give you titles, and that's like. 
a category of item that you want. It's like, no, it's not. Like, it's clearly just easy content to give. <laughs> it's not really like what people want. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's like, the eh. What matters are cards, and at this point, I'm getting... I mean, it makes sense, because the decks are so small that every card is way more impactful than a card in a different kind of game. Yeah. So you have to limit yourself in how many of these cards you're giving out. Like, I get it, but I'm getting, like, one new card every, like, two weeks. It seems like that might be an exaggeration, but that's what it feels like. And yeah. it is kind of just like, uh, the big part of the reason why I've slowed down is it's like, I only want to play when the game seems fun because the game's not rewarding enough. Which, you know, is kind of noble that the game is fun enough to kind of stand on its own, but at the same time, it's frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've split minds about it, as you can yeah. tell. No, I agree because I have had phases like that where it's really frustrating and i feel like part of that too honestly that makes me want to get especially if it seems like a cool card in the season pass it makes me more likely to buy it just because it's a new card that's <laughs> you know, it feels right. like new cards are hard to come by so it's like oh a new one that's kind of fun because that's yeah, true I'm it like it a, the... yeah it makes it more enticing for sure i think um yeah i was just looking at my collection level and I actually went 12 levels is all between new cards, which is weird because before that, I let's see, that's 2050 and I go all the way down to, whoa, that's almost a hundred collection level before I got a new card in that span. Yeah, so that's intense. That's a lot. So yeah, I agree. Sometimes it feels like you'd never get a new card and then every once in a while, I don't know, I get some pretty quick it also does it help like it's easy to fairly easy now now that i have so many cards it feels like it's fairly easy to progress through the the collection level so i can't honestly right it's hard to tell because i like part of me is like yeah it does take forever to get new cards but the other part of me is like at least i'm going like leveling up pretty quick yeah that's true. It, it, like it, it, I will also say I applaud them for coming up with like a genuinely original system for progression. Yeah. <clears throat> that makes sense for this game, but you can't really like copy paste it into other digital card games. That just wouldn't work. Yeah, it's really well thought, thought through. At yeah. The collection level, at least. Uh, yeah, but the I battle think pass they, is kind of just taking over everything. It feels like. Yeah, and they for sure made a conscious choice that we're just going to be slow, and that's going to be that's going to be how we design our system because it's going to be slow. But we think it's worth it for all these reasons. Like, it's clear that they discussed it and kind of came to this decision you know it's not it's not like they're like oh we we thought it would be fun it's like no we're gonna let it be slow and we're gonna let the game kind of stand on its own otherwise you know yeah 
Yeah. So. But, yeah, I've never felt super pressed to like buy every season pass or anything like that personally. It's hard for me yeah. to get. Actually, honestly, I is this the only game I've bought a season pass on before? It might be. It might. It, I remember when we talked season passes, you said you had never bought one. So. Yeah. So this might be the first game that's actually got me to do it, and that's fairly impressive, I guess. <laughs> that is. Uh, so I guess that's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think, and I had the other thing I wanted to mention real quick is the gold, because you can mm-hmm. buy gold, um, for real money, and then use that to get variants or some of these bundles that they put out. Um, and, but when I first saw the, some of these bundles that you pay for in gold, I was like, these are really expensive. Cause that I like it. Like right this one right now, the mutant masterpiece they have is 3000 gold, which if you want to just buy that outright with money, you have to spend, oh boy, $45 minimum. Yeah. Which seems like a lot. It's bonkers. But, but then the more I played, I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, actually, I'm getting a decent amount of gold if I don't. Because at first, I was just like, every time I got up to 700 gold, I'd buy a variant that looked cool. Um, I've personally completely stopped buying variants just to save up my gold in case a cool bundle pops out. Or pops out. Comes out. <laughs> pops up. <laughs> pops out. It pops out. I don't know. There it, it scares you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they've been doing other bundles too, like the special offers with the mystery variants. They've done this two times now, I think, mm-hmm. which I've enjoyed that. They just did one today. And I've noticed they've been doing Token Tuesdays as well. Yes, I've noticed that too. Which I really you like extra. because at first when they did the tokens, collector tokens, so you can get specific cards, I was really excited about that. And then I'd pin a card and then it'd sit there for like a month. And I just like it's it takes so long to get tokens. I can't get any cards this way. Yeah. But now I feel like with these these little bundles that they're doing on the side, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good way to get more tokens and some other goodies too. So I don't mind spending my gold that I've been saving up from stuff on that. So that's nice. So I don't it's hate funny the gold thing I... as much anymore. I I'm the opposite because I started out saving it. And then I did buy, I don't remember what bigger bundle, but I did. And then after that, I was like, I just, I'm just going to go for the variants because there's some of these that I think are really cool. And I don't know how long it's going to take me to save up enough for like a big bundle. And I'd rather just have the variant now. So I did like the opposite thing. I saved it first and then splurged. Yeah, that's fair too. (laughs) That's totally fair. I, yeah. I kind of stopped worrying about, I don't know. There's not a lot of variants that I really like. And I personally, I guess I just enjoy finding the quickest way to just get more cards. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've been this oh, way. Definitely. I noticed I'm this way in League of Legends too, where I was more likely to save up stuff to get new champions rather than buy skins for champions. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted more yeah. champions to play. I didn't really care about how they look right. as much. So, yeah, it's a 
each to their own kind of thing. Everyone has their own tastes on how on that because it is definitely I get that it's very fun. I've had a few variants that I bought because I'm like that looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it is a nice nod to the world of comics to call them variants. Variants. That's really good. Yeah. It's a good touch. I do want to yeah. talk about that too. I guess maybe the last thing this is going on. We're like, remember when we're before we recorded? We're like, yeah, this would be a quick one. Um, <laughs> um, but just like all the little touches, like the variant calling them variants instead of like, mm-hmm. skins or something right. alternate art is usually what it's called in the game world oh, yeah okay. yeah uh, i like variant a lot um yeah i just feel like there's a lot of good little details they've added to this like some of the animations i like playing either spider-man miles morales or the og spider-man and they do a little mm-hmm. left flip and they flip out like that's yes. just satisfying <laughs> to play them just because of how they come out of your hand. It just makes me happy. Like there's a lot of little details like that, that I'm like, wow, they really are paying attention to things, you know? Yeah. And what's cool is this game started as just an idea by the developer. And then they hooked up with Marvel later. So this game was not conceived as a Marvel game, like the core mechanics of it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And but they found a way to just make it so thematic. There are some like cards and abilities that I'm like, I don't really see how this connects to that. Yeah. But uh, those are few. Those are few and far between, honestly. Like most of them. Like I love that all the discard cards are the characters with swords. Like, I think that's funny and it works. Um, And they all make like the swords or not all of them, but if a character has a sword, they are a discard card, but there's other discard cards. But anyway, yeah. And the sword sound it makes as it cuts through your card is funny. I've actually Um, never, I always play with the sound off and I get, I have had a bug once in a while where, even if I have the settings turned down to like where the sounds all the way down, the, uh-huh. the the music and sound effects all pop up once in a while on my phone and really bugs me. I guess I'm grumpy about it. <laughs> I just want it all to be silent, so I don't actually know what all the sound effects are. But oh well, just based off of how well the animations are done, I assume that all the sound yeah. effects and stuff are really well done too. Then you've missed one of my favorite thematic touches, uh, which is. Part of the reason my girl power deck exists is because I find it very satisfying to play Captain Marvel in a way that her ability actually triggers, mm-hmm. which is if you if she can win you a locate if she can win you the game, she will move locations on her own at the end. So it's really fun to try to play it. But when she does do it, there's this voice line that plays where she's like, higher, further, faster, baby. There's actually a few different voice lines. Um, and then she like swoops across the screen and goes and like saves the day. Very thematic, especially oh, to the cool. way she's used yeah. in the MCU. Because in the MCU, they're like, she's too powerful. So we're going to say she's on different planets. She's busy with and other she'll, stuff. Yeah, and she'll only show thing. up. Yeah. yeah, she'll only show up when it's the most dire and she'll just show up and fix everything and that's how she feels in marvel snap where it's like 
oh, I'm going to activate now because I have to save the day. But it's really nice to have, like, the voice line play and then have all of that happen. Like, yeah, I really like the thematic touches in general in this game. And, yeah, for the vast majority are done very well. I'm trying to even think of an example of, like, I don't think this was done well. And I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Like, a card that doesn't make sense thematically with who the character is. Yeah. Can you think of one? Um, I feel like there was one on the top of my head, and now I can't remember. I don't know. Um, oh, I have heard a complaint that Cyclops is underwhelming <laughs> because he has no ability. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. The vanilla cards, like the thing, and yeah, but the thing makes sense. He's yeah. just powerful. And the Hulk, yeah, he's just really and strong. the Hulk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of one that doesn't make sense, but. I can't. There was there was a lot of complaints about Wolverine at first, but I feel like people like Wolverine now. They've changed him. That's true. And they, I remember when they patched that, they made they made that point too. Right? Like yeah. He's such an iconic like character he's... and stuff, and it doesn't yeah. really feel good to destroy him, have him jump out somewhere else, and not really make it. Yeah, not do anything. <clears throat> so yeah, I think he's a lot better of a card now than he was before that. I don't know anything about Nova. Is it weird that he? the whole purpose is to take him out so he powers everyone else up that's not like nova is kind of like he like goes well he has this helmet that like i don't super know his character very well but um it's kind of like he has he can go super basically and then he's like crazy powerful but he's just kind of like average superhero otherwise so it kind of makes sense that like mm-hmm. he goes over the top and then buffs everybody I, I don't know enough of his history to like really judge that one but from what i do know i i see it making sense um but i don't think he like self-destructs i mean yeah because obviously the character still is like exists and stuff, so it's not like he's a one-time use character in the comics. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm scrolling through my, all the cards, and yeah, it's hard to pick one out that's like, yeah, this isn't well designed in terms of like thematics. Yeah, like, Cyclops probably is the best example of like, yeah. come on, he's like a super important character yeah, to like the history. Yeah, and he's not uh, bad. What is he like three four? I think it's not like yeah. terrible. It's a good stat, I guess. But but then he's sitting yeah, but, here next to Agent Colson, who's also three four. Right. <laughs> it actually has like, an ability. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he gets me cards. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Other than that, I can't really think of any. And so there's opportunity to fix Cyclops in the future, or yeah. like do a different Cyclops. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure there's a way to justify a different Cyclops. Like I can't. If Ryan were here, he'd help us figure out how they could justify a oh, second sure. Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think honestly they've done a good job with all of that because it's just yeah. sometimes just satisfying to play a card just because of how the animation and everything plays out. 
there's only a couple where it's like like the infinite is such a big card and when you play him he just kind of is there <laughs> right that's a good point whereas like if you play like... the hulk it like he drops down and, and like impact crater and like everything all the other cards yeah. pop up and like rattle around just kind of fun to yeah. watch and, and then there's yeah. like galactus who like oh uh, it's like a whole cutscene. totally <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to describe it yeah that one's fun the other one that i've always felt like is underwhelming to play not because of the impact of the card or whatever but just the animation is uh what's her name hazmat i don't know anything about it yeah but like you play it and all the numbers just kind of go down and yeah oh it's like i want want, like everything to turn green or like a green mist to go out everywhere yeah she's like radioactive like that's her whole thing yeah it Um, feels like you could do something with you could at least have like radioactive symbols pop up on all the cards or something yeah i don't know why like, I get that you don't want it to take forever, but you can have it There's all like happen a, simultaneously. A green mist, yeah. like, poof out when she plays yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. I no, agree. I can't really think of any other ones. It's fun that all the Guardians of the Galaxies basically have, like, the same ability. Yeah, I do like that, too. It's kind of fun. Cohesion there. And it it's, like, based off trying to read the opponent which is kind of yeah which feels right for them that like they're not the most powerful but they're savvy you know yeah 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 i like i like that a lot it is funny to see what cards end up being like yeah this is a really good card you know like overpowered not overpowered but like just used in a lot of decks and stuff yeah like and this like is a, what the character a actually is and the other cards are like oh this character like cyclops like this character is like super mm-hmm. famous in the staple right. marvel history and the world but you know really like no one uses cyclops like <laughs> sorry yeah and then there's like storm who's like good in a certain situation but not by no means like crazy powerful you yeah. know even though storm in the comics is an omega level mutant like crazy crazy powerful yeah yeah but i guess it's like kind of Mag- view like that. magneto's also an omega level mutant and again he he just kind of he has an ability that's good but he's not he's immediately like yeah yeah Whereas, like, Galactus definitely just is just crazy, you know? I guess yeah. you can't have every card be that crazy, but... Yeah, that's true. If they all had effects like that, be like, whoa. Yeah. Daredevil's one. I don't think I've ever played him. Just because it's like... I don't have him. I just don't know how useful that would actually be. Maybe if I had a deck where I just want to uh, really... You know, I guess not predict, but like just kind of know what they're gonna do, so you can counter it better. Like in a counter deck, I guess would be good. Right. But I haven't really used them before. Or yeah, you want to like interrupt the flow of their plans and like know where they're gonna. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the card. If you want to, if your whole idea is to just disrupt people's big turn six plays, you put him in there with a bunch of other cards that would mess with that and you can know exactly what they're going to do and just screw it up. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Maybe I should try that. 
And here's another one that feels very well themed. Yeah. For like what he is. Yeah. And there's not like there's no other card that even kind of does his ability, I guess, except Kang, but Kang is brand new and no one has him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that makes me wonder like the longevity of this game is how many like characters are they gonna pull, you know? It feels like at oh, some well. point they have to run out of cards, but I yeah, also look at right. the list of cards they have now. I'm like, I don't know half of these. Yeah, least, probably say, more. I don't know who Darkhawk is, is or Maximus or Wave or <laughs> like the Breeze. I don't know yeah. any of these people hardly. Morph? Probably your no idea. Colleen Wing? What are your, I don't know. Colleen Wing is like a samurai. Oh, she's like she a, a like modern that. day samurai. Oh, okay. My guess was like um, a Black Widow adjacent character. No, she's actually friends with Misty Knight, who's probably another character you don't know. I don't know, Misty Knight. <laughs> I don't know them well either, but uh, I know that much. Um, but I was going to say, if you... Well, the Marvel Universe is literally one of your best bets for longevity for a game like this. Like, if they were trying to make yeah. a game totally on their own and, like, make up their own universe, that would be very scary for them. <laughs> but having all of Marvel to pull from is very helpful. Yeah, that's a good point. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, there's characters in the MCU or even, like, the... What's it? Isn't there, like, Toad? Isn't that a mutant character? Yeah. Is his name Toad? I can't remember. I remember him in, like, one of the uh, old X-Men movies, though. Yeah, I think it is just Toad. Like, there's, I'm sure, you know, you go dig yeah. deep enough, you can find all kinds they of stuff. They could go for a long time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. That's fun, though. That kind of makes me excited. Like, who? Hell Cow? It's a cow from Hell? I think yeah. I don't know. Hell, hell Cow, I don't know at all. There's so many cards here. I'm like, what is this? But that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's kind of fun to see all these random things. I'm like, well, not random. Yeah. They feel random to me because I don't understand what they are. But and yeah, I appreciate that they they went for the obscure corners yeah, for sure. Fast. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? Because it's like. Oh, go ahead. You don't have to know the character to use the card, so this is a perfect place to introduce just totally new characters that people don't know. Yeah. And I like that they've added a few things like Quinjet, just like the plane is in here. Yeah. And the Helicarrier is a card. And like, what's the Hulkbuster suit? Like, I yeah. like that they've done a few things like that too. Uh, do you have just, like, any characters that aren't in here that you want to see off the top of your head? I mean, Miss Marvel is the is the big one, but oh, they've yeah. already... It seems like a big one. There's been... Um, it's like confirmed that she's coming and like her design has leaked and stuff um i wonder if they'll do a when's the new marvel or uh yeah Captain the marvels Marvel, the marvels is that what it's yeah. called the movie yeah i wonder if they'll yeah that was that. supposed to be yeah it was supposed to be in july but it got bumped out to november and okay. the internet will tell you many different theories as to why i don't know what to believe um <laughs> but 
yeah so that that's a big one that's not in there um trying to think of any others do you have any off the top of your um toad i'm just kidding um I'm off the top of my head, I just I don't know as many Marvel characters. Yeah, um, there's certainly so, like a, you and Ryan know a lot more than I do. So there's certainly all kinds of spider characters that are not in there. You know, Spider Ham isn't in there. Spider Guar. There's no Spider. Spider. Yeah, kind of Spider Gwen isn't even in there. Yeah. Well, she's a shoe in for a future. Yeah, for sure. Season season pass card, yeah. Yeah, maybe that um, would be my pick then, would be Spider-Gwen. Yeah. I'm sure there's um, big name X-Men that aren't in there, but like Dazzler's already in there. That's kind of a lesser known X-Men yeah. character. What's Cable's the guy? Yeah. Oh man, he was in a movie, the X Men First Class, and he could fly and like do sound waves. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't Angel, right? No, it wasn't Angel. I want to say it was like Havoc or something. No, that sounds plausible. Uh, there's not a. There's not a Jean Grey card, right? Or Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That'd be the big one. Yeah. And you could make Jean Grey and Phoenix separate cards, or it could be like her ability that she transforms into Phoenix somehow. Um, I had another one that I thought of. Oh, Black Knight isn't in there, right? Mm, no. Like there's a Black oh, yeah, Knight card. Have all the Eternals. Yeah, that's ten cards right there. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, they definitely could keep going, keep us going for a while then. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and that was going to lead me to my other question: How soon, if ever, do you think we will get DC Snap? Oh, I don't know. Like some obvious competitor, you yeah, know, like a DC digital card game. Yeah. That's like also meant to be, you know, quick rounds, you know, take the essence of, of Marvel Snap. I'm sure it'll have its twist on it, but hmm. I, I'm, I go back and forth. Like, will they try to compete directly? I don't see why they wouldn't. But like, who would make it, and how quickly could they make it, and like, what twist could they put on that? Yeah, because I mean, DC, you know, is the less popular one right now, but that hasn't always been true, and so DC has, I think, just as deep, at least just as deep of a roster that you could pull from for years and years, you know. Mm -hmm. Which would be kind of fun because I don't, I know even less characters from that. Universe. Yeah, yeah. I I just I would love to see someone like 
iterate on this idea. And I guess in general, like DC is the obvious one, but anyone trying to like iterate on the idea of Marvel Snap, the like shorter condensed card game, I'd love to see someone else try to put an extra twist on it. I just want to see what people yeah. would try, you know? And I, I do, there's a lot of DC characters that I really like. There's, you know, Supergirl, Batgirl, Nightwing. Um, Green Arrow, Black Canary. Like, there's tons of characters that I like that I would love to see. You know, I, in the same way I love seeing the Marvel ones. Like, I just love to see them in the game and see what how they interpret their yeah. abilities and stuff. Yeah, how they translate all that. Yeah. yeah Plus, maybe, maybe the progression. Maybe the progression is more generous. Yeah. This feels like it was a little more, because uh, like you said, it sounds like the developers already had a game in mind. I don't know if they're working on it already, but that makes yeah. it easier to get it out a Marvel game out the door when they already have a game. Yeah. Where they just need a property to go with it to really boost it into the limelight, you know? Yeah, and that seems to have been Marvel's strategy for the last few years. This has been just, you know, remake it in Marvel's image. Don't make something new. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. make Marvel XCOM, make Marvel uh, Mash 3, make Marvel Hearthstone. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if someone else try a spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, because it would be interesting. I think it just the shortened version of a card game like this was huge, you know? Yeah. That's what I think really does such a good job of making it interesting and fun to play, for me at least. Yeah. yeah. Low impact is a really big selling point. Yeah, but, but still feels like you're smart, like you're making decisions because yeah. a lot of people have tried to simplify it, but they've gone too far and this is the right balance. Yeah. I agree. Um, one random thought, one card that was rumored to be in it, but apparently isn't, was Uncle Ben. And that was oh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> kind of bummed that, that actually was... wasn't a thing because it's just kind of funny to me. Yeah, I just thought I hadn't seen it yet, but then like after a while, I was like, "Wait a second, like, this is <laughs> nowhere." This is real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been really funny. So I'm a little bummed because that's kind of a fun twist on that. <laughs> we get Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how you'd even use that in the deck, but yeah. You know, it'd be great in a in a death deck where you just care about destroying things yeah. as fast as possible. And then you have a Spider-Man up your sleeve. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'd ever actually play the Spider-Man though, because what is he, a four cost, I think? Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think he's a four three, yeah. Yeah. With the um, lockdown effect. And that one doesn't really feel 
very Spider-Man-y. Like, I get that it's a web, but Spider-Man does it, like, frequently. Like, catch Ooh. people in a web like that? Yeah, like, yeah. lock people out with a... Well, it's not even he's catching someone. That would actually make more sense. He's, like, locking people out with a web. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can't play cards there, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think like, it... That's one that I'm kind of bummed isn't more impactful just because Spider-Man's such a right. big character. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of what else he would do. I like the Miles Morales one. It's kind of a fun twist on the Spidey sense thing. Right. But I'm trying yeah. to think of what you do if Peter Parker. Like if if Peter Parker Spider-Man like you play him and he can move one opposing card and he like thwips them and, and moves them that would make sense to me yeah but maybe that's too powerful because i'm imagining like you would decide which direction they would yeah, go that would be a lot yeah and you already have other cards that move yeah one cost or three or four cost cards i was thinking you could lux mm. trying to think because you could do it to where like they couldn't move that card, but that's not. That's so yeah. I mean, specific. it's very situational. Yeah, very yeah, situational, situational, but yeah. could could be really powerful. So yeah, you could almost hear the debate happening in their office and how they landed at the ability he does have. Yeah. But... Yeah, because really, it's like yeah. It's more useful than like, oh, you lock down one card that can't be moved or something. Is that right. enough? That's too situational. You can make it where you they can't move any cards out of that location. Is that too powerful? That might be too powerful. Yeah. Right. But well, yeah, you're right. Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, and I he's one of my least used cards. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Well, if you have, dear listener, if you have any ideas of what Spider-Man's power should be in this game, or any other cards that aren't in the game yet, like Ms. Marvel, what's Ms. Marvel going to do? So what I saw is that she's basically Mr. Fantastic, but um, so it's if she's in the middle, she buffs both other locations. Uh, but only, she like buffs them like plus five, but only if there's no other cards there. Mm. So she's kind of like Namor and Mr. Fantastic combined from what I've seen. Oh, if there's no other cards with her there? Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I thought you meant like the locations that she's buffing have to have no cards. And I was like... No. <laughs> so, seem like yeah. If you, if you just Google Miss Marvel Snap, yeah, it says... She's a 3-4. Ongoing, if this is your only card here, adjacent locations have plus 5 power. Okay, that's not too bad. And they, there's somehow, like, a base card and four variants on this website, so I guess her data has been, like, fully mined. She's just not released yet. Yeah, I wonder if they had it lined up to where they was going to come out with the movie in July, and then the movie got back yeah. should be a bummer um but yeah really though i'm curious if there's any like like what is a 
Toad. I keep coming back to Toad. What would his ability yeah. be in Marvel Snap? I'm curious what people would think. So yeah, join our Discord. This Discard? Discard? Discard. Discord. Or email us at chancepanpodcast at gmail.com. Let us join know. our Discord pile. Join our Discord pile. Tell us what also, cards you think the game is missing and what they should do. And tell me what you think DC Snap should look like. Let's talk about that. Yeah. All right. Anything I, else? I think we did it. I think we did it too. Got to find the stop recording button. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming to see James. Thanks for listening to this short episode. We didn't even hit two hours and uh, have a chance time day. Have a happy chance time day. Goodbye.